Father, we thank you for the songs that have been sung. We thank you for the prayers that have been prayed. And we thank you for just an opportunity to worship you in giving. And now as we look into your word, we ask that you will just bless our spirits, bless our hearts, God. That your word will fall onto the good soil and that we will grow thereby. We thank you and we honor you for it. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We are now into our fourth episode of our series entitled Empty and Filled. Empty and Filled. And as we're looking through this, as we're going through this, oh, come on, dude. as we're going through this, this series, it is focused on the season, which is what we call Lent. Lent is the 40 days up to the time of Resurrection Sunday. And the primary thing that is done during this season is folks are fasting, they're praying, they're, they're just doing those things that are the disciplines that we have seemed to have forgotten about uh, through times past because they just were not suitable for us because they caused us to be uncomfortable. But I think sometimes we need to go back to the old time way of doing business because there was something to that. Mm -hmm. So my opening statement for today is this, fasting and practicing spiritual disciplines are not merely for personal spiritual health, health, I'm sorry, but for the sake of the whole world. Our spiritual habits and disciplines should motivate our involvement in and love for the world. When we started out, we started out with episode number one of our series. And episode number one was The Real Real. Now the subtitle, The Real Real, meant and what you will find out during this entire series, we were talking about the real, and then we say what it is. The real real was what we were talking about. The sin is a real thing, and it separates us from the presence of God. The second episode, we talked about the real right. The real right. And we talked about God's righteousness. God's way of living, doing, and uh, being right. Next, we talked about the real reference last week. The real reference is the need for repentance, to turn from the direction that we were going into a new direction. And today in episode number four, we're going to talk about the real mission. The real mission. Now, y'all Bible folks, don't try to jump ahead of me because I ain't going where y'all think I'm going. All right? The real mission is what we're going to discuss today. Our definitions are as follows. Lent. 
Lent is the quadrigismal fast or fast of 40 days observed by the Christian church before Easter, the festival of our Savior's resurrection. It begins on Ash Wednesday and continues till Easter. Empty. Empty means containing nothing or nothing but air. Filled. Filled is defined as being made full or supplied with abundance. Real. Real is actually being or existing, not fictitious or imaginary. It's true. It's genuine. It's not artificial. It's not counterfeit. It's not <coughs> fictitious. It is real. All right? And mission. Mission is a being is a being sent or delegated uh, mm, my, my, my. mission is a being sent or delegated by authority with certain powers for transacting business now for you bible folks since we're talking about the real mission we're not going to Matthew 19th chapter we're going to Isaiah the 58th chapter mm -hmm. Isaiah 58, we're going to go verses 1 through 11. This is the English Standard Version. The English Standard Version. Starting at verse number 1, it says, Cry aloud and do not hold back. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their transgression, to the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways, as if they were a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake the judgment of their God. They ask of me righteous judgments. They delight to draw near to God. Why have we fasted and you see it not? Why have we humbled ourselves and you take no knowledge of it? Behold, in the day of your fast you seek your own pleasure and oppress all your workers. Behold, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to hit with a wicked fist. Fasting like yours this day will not make your voice to be heard on high. Is such the fast that I choose a day for a person to humble himself? Is it to bow down his head like a reed and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will you call this a fast and a day acceptable to the Lord? Is, it not, is not this the fast that I choose? to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and to bring the homeless poor into your house? When you see the naked to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh, then shall your light break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up steadily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of, your finger, of the finger and speaking wickedness. If you pour yourself out for the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then shall your light rise in the darkness and your gloom shall be as the noonday. And the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desire in scorched places and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it will fall upon the good soul of our heart. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. 
I just want to give you the bottom line up front. The bottom line up front on this situation is the real mission is not what you do, but it's the heart that you have when you do it. That's the real mission. The real mission is to be obedient to the calling of God. The real mission is to take God's word as true and to follow after it without trying to add my two cents into what it is that God has told me to do. There are some people that like to cook. How many of y'all like that in here? I see a couple hands. Why do it always seem to be all the little ladies raising their hand? I ain't, I ain't calling nobody out. I'm just saying. I said just sing. I didn't say who. I just said it sings. And, 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 and there are two types, or you can say three types of cooks. There are the one type of cook, which I believe are the best types of cooks, are the ones that follow the recipe according to the recipe. Then you have the rebellious cooks. They sit up there and they look at the recipe card and say, that's not what they meant. They meant for me to add this. See, adding all that other stuff does not provide what the person that written the recipe expected to have happen. Not saying that you're wrong. Not saying you're wrong. What I'm saying is, if we want God's results, we have to do it what? God's way. And when you start deviating from the way God said to have it done, you can't go like these folks said and say, God, why is this not happening? Because if we do it God's way, we what? We get God's results. We didn't want to fast just because we want the Lord to do something. He said that's not the purpose of fasting. And that's why we had to read all them scriptures because he had to tell them, this is all that you're doing and it's wrong. You're just doing it just to say that I've done it, but this is not what we are looking for. We are looking to hear the voice of God so that we can be obedient to his word, so that we can operate under the protection of God's word. I bet you if you Follow one of them recipe cards and, and, and you said, she said to use baking powder, but I want to use baking soda. And you put that baking soda up in there and you wonder why that cake was tasting like it was and it didn't fluff up like it's supposed to. Then you get mad at them and say, this recipe don't even work. That's what God's saying. If you don't do it the way that it's laid out to be done, and you still expect it to be done the way that I said it's going to be, it's not going to happen like that. We have to repent, and we have to turn from our desire to do things our way and do it according to the Word of God. No matter how our perception is, it has to be done the way that God says it should be done. And so that's why Isaiah is sitting up here and saying, y'all need to repent. Y'all need to get yourselves right. 
You sitting up there mad because you're fasting. You sitting up there mad because your your uh, your uh, observance of, and your grief over sin. It doesn't seem that nothing seems to be happening because you're not doing it with the right intention of your heart. You sit there and 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 you're fasting, and at the same time you are exploiting your workers. You're treating everybody around you right. Y'all shut up because I'm fasting. Oh, Lord. Okay. I didn't mean to hit nobody. I wouldn't try to swing. So this type of fasting, you're trying to be doing this religious thing that is giving honor to God, but your conduct is not that which brings glory to God. So guess what you are? A hypocrite, I tell you. That's what you are. You're a hypocrite because you are not showing true repentance. You're not showing true worship because you're just putting on the airs. Remember, we talked about the the uh, the, uh, uh, the Pharisee that stood on the street corner and he decided he was going to pray and he decided to pray, Lord, I thank you that I'm not like all these other people, that I do all these things. And then it says that the tax collector, the person that was considered even lower than the Romans because he served the Romans, he wouldn't even go into the temple, but he didn't even look up. And he said, God, please forgive me, a sinner. And Jesus said that he heard the tax, that God heard the tax collector, but didn't hear the Pharisee who was up there doing all his thing. But see, we've wrapped ourselves around how do I look to the people then instead of saying, how is my heart toward God? The King Saul got the boot. God said he's just too hard-headed, he's too stubborn, I just don't want to hear anything else he's got to say. I need a new king. He says, Samuel, I need you to go find me a new king. Samuel goes to Jesse's people. He says, Jesse, I need to see your son. The first son comes up. Samuel says, oh, wow, he really looks like a king. This must be God's chosen one. He gets ready to pull out the horn of anointing oil, gets ready to anoint him. God says, that ain't the one. He says, Samuel, you're looking on the outside, but I'm looking at the heart. And that is what God wants because our heart, even when we're not talking about the organ, is the center of our very existence. And God is looking at our center. He's not looking at the facade that we're trying to put up in front of everybody. So our real mission is not trying to show everybody how holy we are. Our real mission is to serve and be obedient to the word of God. Because you know in the bottom line, the end of it all, guess what? It don't matter what nobody says but God. I ain't trying to say be disobedient to your parents. I'm not trying to say don't honor your parents. But I'm saying you have to be obedient to God. Because guess what? God's not going to tell you to be dishonorable or disobedient. You're bowing your head. You're looking like and your heart is wondering, I'm so, I'll be so glad when this prayer is over because I got other things I need to do. See, that's not, that's not where we are. That's not where we're supposed to be. We should look at the time period during this 40 days, this, this time period that has been set aside. Our real mission is to 
get to know God so much better so that when we celebrate the resurrection, we should have this closer feeling toward how much God loves us because of what he's gone through. Because of what he did, because of everything surrounding it, there should be a closer or higher sensitivity to who God is because you spent time in his presence. You've been obedient to his word. And now, please don't, please don't get it twisted. Obedience to God is not based upon whether you came to the church service or not. I'm, oh. I'm sorry. I'm getting funny looks. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't depend upon if you are tithing or not. It, it's not dependent on any outward moral behavior. It's not dependent upon that. It reminds me of the little boy who was having this conversation with his parents, and and he was being disobedient, and they said, "Well, you need to sit down." And so he finally sat down. And he said. My body may be sitting down, but I'm standing up in my mind. See, that's how we get sometimes. God says, shut up, don't say it, and you saying it all in your mind. And then you say, well, at least I ain't say it. No, what you should be saying is, Lord, consecrate my heart so it doesn't even become a thought that I dwell upon. I'm sorry if y'all came to the college course and y'all was looking for elementary school. But this is, this, is, this, is the, this is the mindset that we have to have because there's so many people that are trying to look good, but if you cut them open, you would see nothing but darkness in their heart. And they're wondering why folks do not trust the church. They're wondering why folks don't trust the Christians because you know different than they are. You're just putting up a facade. But God's saying, I want you to be holy. I want you to live a righteous life just like I am holy. If you're going to represent me, represent me correctly. That'll preach for two hours right there. All right. So we want to make sure that our real mission is to be obedient to the word of God. Well, that means there's something that has to happen. That means that we should be reading the word of God. We should be studying the word of God. We should be coming around other believers who will help us to get a better understanding and not only get us a better understanding, but if I know you're studying, a, let's say you're studying James, the first chapter, and it's talking about patience, and I see you going through something and it requires patience, I shouldn't be going over there saying, are you being patient? No, what I should be going over there saying is saying, remember the word. Remember the word. The trying of your faith, work of patience. You can do it. You can do it. You should, we should be cheerleading one another to be obedient to the word. We should not go over there with a hammer talking about, are you being patient? Are you being, no, that's not what this is about. It's about us teaching one another to trust God's word wholeheartedly in every situation. Because that is what this is about. If we are going to represent the kingdom of heaven, then we have to follow the kingdom of heaven's rules. This is not a democracy. 
This is a kingdom with the king of all kings. You don't get to say, Lord, we just voted that this is not how the kingdom going to work. This is not how this works. God says, this is the rule. You don't like it. You ain't got to come in. But I want to come in. Well, you got to follow the rule. See, we don't like that. I want to make my own rule. I want to make it comfortable for me. It's not about comfort. It's about obedience. The real mission is to be obedient to the word of God. And then to your Bible scholars that was trying to be ahead of me and go over to Matthew 28, that's where Matthew 28 comes in because then you'll go, you'll go therefore through all, all the earth. But if you're obedient to the word, you'll go. But if you're just trying to put up a facade, then you'll act like you went. <laughs> y'all, you know what? All right. I told myself I wasn't going to hold y'all on today, so I'm trying to finish up. But let, let, let's, look, let's, look, let's, look, let's look at this part. Because we can, we can uh, make ourselves appear like I got all this under control. I am doing this in a way that brings God glory. Let me tell you something about God's glory. God's glory is his presence. It's, it's light. It's enlightenment. It's, it's this clarity that he provides when he is standing in a place. The Bible talks about when Solomon, who was David's son, finally built the temple to God. And, the, and, and in those days, in order to, uh, to magnify God, they slaughtered animals. And Solomon was just up there killing all kinds of things. He's killing rams. He's killing goats. He was, he was doing all this great sacrifices to honor God because that was the practice of that day. Today, we, we use the sacrifice of our lips to bring him praise. And, but he did it so much, and he called in God's presence. And the Bible says that when God's presence came into the temple, that it was such a presence that the priest, everybody, just could sit and bask in God's glory. It said they couldn't even minister. They couldn't even ser serve the people because the glory of God was so great. And we look around and we try to say, I need a, we need a revival. Like just recently, we had the situation that went on in the college in Kentucky. And everybody's like, we need that to be everywhere. But see, if we don't do it God's way, you don't get God's results. Just because we come together and say, holy, 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 and our hearts ain't right, God ain't showing up. Well, I guess the Lord was too busy to come by our service today. Well, no, your hearts wasn't right. You get your hearts right, God will show up. He shows up all the time to obedience. He shows up all the time to those that worship him in spirit and truth. He shows up all the time to those that worship him in the spirit of holiness. So if he's not showing up, he never changes. His word never changes, so that only leaves you. Look, I'm looking, I ain't looking at nobody. I ain't talking to nobody. I'm just looking. You know what I tell you? If you think I'm talking about you, just look straight ahead. Nobody know I am. So let, let's, let's, let's look at this. Let's get the real mission together, which is 
to be obedient, to be obedient to the word, and to help one another to serve God with a heart. Notice, a heart that is towards him. Not our hands. If our heart is towards him, our hands automatically fall into place. If our heart is towards him, our speech automatically falls in place. Y'all know what the Bible say, right? Out of the mouth. It comes out the heart. Whatever that mouth keeps saying, that's what's in the heart. How many of us be oopsing all day? Oops, I shouldn't have said that. Oops, I shouldn't have said that. That's because you need to deal with the heart. Because if we want God's results, we have to be obedient to God's word. Now again, this is Lent is usually a time of fasting. Uh, they usually a lot of times a lot of folks would would say no meat during this time period, except on Fridays uh, where you could have fish. That's why a lot of folks have fish Fridays. Um, but even if you do the process of fasting, the purpose of fasting is not so that you have more time on your hands. The, 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 the mindset was that the time that you would take to prepare meals and to eat and do all that stuff would be time that you would dedicate to God. Well, I'm just going to, you know what, I'm just going to leave that float across the room. Okay. <laughs> if you're fasting and, okay. Like I said, I ain't going to call out no names. I ain't calling out nobody. But it's, there should be some changes in how you do business so that you know that you are drawing closer to God. The song just went through my head. The song says, draw me near. Near blessed, blessed Lord. I'm, I, I was one of them kids that would, would kind of get in trouble because it, something didn't sound right to me. Um, I used to always wonder why God had to draw me if he never changes. Shouldn't I be drawing myself to him? Or shouldn't I be moving toward him? If he never changes, I'm, I'm just telling you how I think. Because if God never changes, then that means he's always in the same spot. That's just, this is me talking. So why would I need him to draw me, but shouldn't I be maneuvering myself to him? Just, just a thing to talk, think about. We sit there like, draw me, God, draw me, God, draw me. Well, how come I'm not positioning myself to be closer to? Yeah, I'm talking to the invisible man at the door, just so he's here. Because sometimes we, we, make it a, we, 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 we make an excuse that things are not happening because God's not doing. 
But God's already done everything that he's going to do. We just have to get ourselves in obedience to his word so that the results of what he said will happen will happen. Okay, I'm moving, I'm moving my soapbox. But we have to change our heart. The real mission, again, is obedience to the word of God. That is the real mission. Because then all the other things will happen when we're being obedient to the word of God. All the other things will fall into place when we are being obedient to the word of God. Because when God says go, you won't be hesitant because you are being obedient to the word of God. Y'all hear me? Because that is what we need to do. There might be uh, someone who, who's really thinking about this and they really want to be obedient to the word of God. And I want you to be obedient to the word of God. One of the keys to this obedience is having a relationship with God. It's very hard to be obedient to someone that you don't have a relationship with. And in order for you to lock in a relationship with God, it's, it's, it's not a very complicated thing to do, but it's something that is necessary that has to be done. And that is that you have to have a relationship with his son, Jesus. Ain't no other way around. Jesus declared that he is the way, that he is the truth, that he is the light, that no one can come to the Father except by him. If you come any other way, you're a thief and a robber. And so in order for you to go and have that relationship to, so that you can flow in and be obedient to the word of God, First and foremost, you have to accept Christ in your life. And it is a simple process, but it requires repentance. It requires a turn of direction. And part of that turn of direction is what you confess. The Bible says like this, it says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. It says, because for with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. And it also goes on to say that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let me break this down for you just, just really quickly. The word saved means to be rescued, to be delivered. What are you saved or delivered from? You are saved or delivered from the penalty of sin. Sin is missing the mark of God. So you, because you are missing the mark of God, then you need to be rescued. You need to be delivered from the penalty that sin has with it. And that penalty is death. But the gift of God, of you confessing your mouth and believing in your heart, is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Because he is the way... He is the truth, and he is the life. Now, even more than that, check this out. You make that decision, you're not on your own. We say this every Sunday, that this is not an individual event. This is a team sport. 
You make this decision, we are going to come alongside you and assist you along this journey. We, we consider it an honor to help you to go along this journey. You make that decision, we ask that you'll contact us either by email at info at godshousecc.com or you can even text us at 864-920-0100. Let us know that you made a decision. We will come alongside you no matter where you are in the world and we will assist you along this journey into the kingdom of heaven. That is what we're here for. That is what we've been commissioned to do. And that is our real mission, to be obedient to the word of God, to assist you along this journey. Well, friends and family, that's episode number four. It's in the books, the real mission, obedience to God's word. And until next week, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name.